This is CliffCentral.com. Good day. Sure. You know, I, I need to get used to this good morning, good afternoon thing, you know, after having moved from a morning oh, slot. Yeah. So good afternoon. Welcome to Opinion Booth with myself, Sonia Booth, and today's Normid. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, that's what she considers herself, right? We're going to, yes. we're going to get into, you know, more into that. Uh, we have Madame Felicity Sheba, the African goddess, the Hello. African queen, the <laughs> Nubian queen. Should I continue? Yes, keep going, keep going, girl. I'll pay you <laughs> but, later. But you're already blushing. So I'll pay you I later. Mean, you, you, you're already blushing. So I, 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 th- I think, I think we've got enough, um, enough, enough compliments. Enough. Well, titles. thank you. Listen, I'll take them. Mm. Coming from you, I'll take them. Mm. Okay, okay. So I have in studio with me a fashion designer, a columnist, a golf blogger, an amateur golfer. Can I call you also a TV presenter? Yeah, you Why can. Not? I think the title is still there. It's, it's still there, absolutely. But you, you, you're doing a lot of stuff um, on TV, whether it's mainstream TV, you are still a TV presenter. I mean, you still look hot, so you're going to be a TV presenter for many, many, many years to come. Yeah. yeah. So now, first things first, I want to know about earliest Memories of your life in Timbutini. That's a, that's a, that's a sweaty <laughs> word for a place of goat. Am I right? Timbutini, yes. Timbutini. Timbutini. Hmm. Place of goat. So your earliest memories? Of, well, look, uh, Timbutini is a farm where my parents built when I was in my late 20s. So I actually grew up in Manzini. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So Dimbudini is the farm where my mom lives now, where my family is now. But uh, Manzini is where I grew up. Yeah. Yes. So okay. earliest memories? Oh my goodness. Are just of, uh, you know, being free to do whatever. Lots of swimming. Lots of swimming and just, you know, playing in the streets, dusty streets of Manzini. That's just streets and yet you had a swimming pool? Well, <laughs> I like that. No, no. I didn't have a swimming pool at home, but I swam because I swam uh, at school and I swam for the Swaziland national team. Oh, geez. That's, that, that was major. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now... I googled you. I don't. I don't I, just, just just because I can. I mean, <laughs> googling I mean, I've, I've I've known you for over. Sure, okay. Without revealing our age, I've known you for over twenty over, years. Over twenty. Yeah. My word. Yeah. Hard to believe, uh, right? Okay. So I googled you because I can and because I had a little bit of data. <laughs> so now, are you interested to know the top three items when somebody types Felicity Shiba? Oh my goodness. Are you curious or have you ever Googled yourself? Once I've Googled myself a long time ago, but I haven't done it lately. So are you curious? Yes. Okay. Go on. Top three items. Yeah. When people type Felicity Shiva, the next, the third word that they type in is age. Second, really? married, the word married. Third, pictures. So I'm thinking people are curious about your age. I mean, it's obvious you have good genes, number one. Number two, they they want to try their luck and ask you out on a date. (laughs) And number three is confirmation you have stalkers and they have your pictures on their bedroom walls. I mean, 
How does that no, make you feel? No, no, no. I don't think anyone has a picture of my bedroom wall. But I remember once when we were at SABC, we did a, a youth program at one of the prisons. And one of the, prison, the prisoners came out and asked me to sign a picture of myself. It was one of those drum middle pictures <laughs> that were mm, been printed. And he had those. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, I don't think anyone has got a poster of me in their room right now. A prisoner. I would be shocked. Wow. Okay. So you never I'd received those. What? What? What did we used to call them? Pet pet pals. You know those letters? Yes. 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 You never got one from a prisoner. I hope not. No. No. no I never did. I mean, so yeah. Uh, I'd be I'd be worried, um, especially considering we've got how many prisoners who have escaped from sixteen. Twenty-one. Oh, we I have it was murderers. 16. We have murderers. Some of them are murderers. We have rapists. I saw that. I thought it was sixteen. Mm, the number's gone up. Uh, you're right. It's sixteen, but uh, sixteen, twenty-one. When it comes to murderers and rapists, doesn't matter, I mean, yeah, right? Um, yeah, the scary part is that. Yeah, <laughs> are... I just turned this conversation a little morbid. <laughs> I know. Do you need bodyguards? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're okay. So you're not. You're not worried. I hope you don't no, live no, no, near no. Sun City. No, no, no. That's no, Lone Hill. Is, no, Lone no. Hill. You know, people in Lone Hill and Sun, Sunning Hill should be. I mean, I would. I would relocate. You know. I'd, Move, you know, to a hotel far away, like um, <laughs> Dimbudini in Swaziland or something. You yeah, know. No hotels in Dimbudini, <laughs> but you can use my mom's house mm, as, a, okay. as a hotel. All right. So now, back in 1999, she graced our TV screens as a continuity presenter. Yeah. <laughs> and now, as I said, you're a golf blogger and presenter. I mean, you're still a breath of fresh air. We still want to see you on TV. I'm not only speaking for myself, but for millions and millions of people out there. I mean, I used to watch TV just to admire your beauty because, you know, wow. you... Your kind of beauty is like when you walk into a room, you command... Attention, not that oh. you seek attention, but I mean, your aura. I mean, forgetting, you know, not the way that you dress because you're always fashionable, because obviously you're a fashion designer, and fashion designers always, you know, have an opportunity and the talent to I, make their you, own clothes and look fabulous all the time, <laughs> like every day. I'm, I'm not, all, but I'm not always now. fashionable. Remember, I'm always in my denims most of the time. But you rock denims in a very fashionable uh, way. And see, I know you're a you fan go. of your sneakers and your sandals and your flats ah, and your love. pumps, but you still look fashionable. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for that. So now I know that being a nomad definitely keeps you young, carefree, free spirited, easygoing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, traveling around, I've lived in a couple of countries and traveling around sort of uh, keeps you on the move and sort of young. Yes, if that's what you want to call it. Young. It keeps you energetic. Forever young. Energetic. I like that. Because the energy you have to put in when, yeah. when, when the required energy that you need to put in when you have to travel is a lot. Mm. You know, it takes out a lot. It takes a lot out of you. So, you kind of have to have that energy. Mm. And I like that. I love traveling. So now tell me about Felicity that made the soccer, basketball, and swimming teams decades wow. ago. Wow. That Felicity was uh, the sporty princess. And I got that nickname because looking at me, you wouldn't really think I'm all that sporty. But I did. I ran track. I had the... 100 meters, 200 meters long jump. And I held those records for a good three years in high school. 
You know, I swam for the Swazi national team. I played basketball, point guard, played a little bit of soccer, but there wasn't enough time in the day. Uh, funny enough, I always wanted to play golf, but I just never had the time. And, I, you know, I eventually picked it up when I was 30. Mm. And uh, I haven't looked back. Mm, we're gonna talk about you as a as a golf addict, even though you don't you, you don't want to admit that <laughs> from you are, one golf addict you, you to don't, another. You don't want to admit that you're a golf addict. But I mean, I'm I'm sitting here listening to you, and I mean, I'm 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 kind of envious because I mean, you spoke about you know the fact that you had an access to a swimming pool. Um, we, I mean, I'm from Pimble, and so where to end the swimming pool was like far far away, and I mean, you had to pay money to you know uh, get to, to get to uh, public swim. uh, swimming swimming pool. But anyway, and I'm sitting here thinking, hmm, she's girl. She had a good life. She also wanted to play golf as a eight year old. You know, it's like we we didn't like kids like you. You know, growing up, you know, cheese girl. You know, girls whose no. families had money. We didn't like you at all. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, so you. But I was not a cheese girl. My mom worked hard. She was like a single parent of four kids, so she you, worked really, really hard. You were still you're still privileged, and we we didn't like you at, at all. And I speak for many young girls who came from not so. Uh, but you know what? You know what? It is though. Families. I think, I honestly think it's the, it's just, it really is the difference of growing up in Swaziland and growing up in Soweto. It's not about privilege. Yeah. It's about the fact that you grew up under different circumstances with regards to, uh, race, mm. racism and all those things and apartheid. So yeah. the difference was we had access to all those things, mm. you know, and that really was because you could have been from like a, a, a average, even underprivileged family, but you still got to swim. You, you know what I admire about um, the Swati nation or the Swati people is how much they value education. I mean, Swatis are some of the highly, highly educated people I know. Swatis, Zambians, Botswana, Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans. I obviously. lived in Zim for four years. And, I remember. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where the golf bug hit. Yeah. You're going to tell me more about <laughs> that. So now let's go back. You studied fashion design and technology yes. at UJ. Yeah. Did modeling influence this? Because you were also a model for many, many years. No, funny enough, I started fashion. I always knew I wanted to be a fashion designer. You know, I started sewing when I was nine. I started making my own clothes. Uh, you know, I made my own clothes to dance prom and all those things. But uh, so I always knew that's where I was headed. I started studying fashion design. My first year of fashion design, I got scouted by a modeling agency. So modeling was never, ever in the picture for me. It was never, ever thought. Um, I just never, you know, I was a tomboy. I was a tomboy. I wore, I wore sneakers. I wore jeans. I wore, I wore shorts and t-shirts and hats. You know, I collect caps uh, on a daily basis. So it wasn't a thing for me. I didn't think I was... Not that I didn't even, like I thought that I was model material. I didn't think that far. All I knew was I want other girls, girls like you, to wear my clothes, you know. So first year of uh, uni, I got scouted by an agency and I said no because I couldn't, I didn't quite understand what, you know, what do you mean? Come and model. I don't get that. Um and then uh, I bumped into a friend of mine in the second year and she said, hey, come see me at work sometime. I want to introduce you to something. And I looked for her. It turned out she worked at a modeling agency and she was a booker. This is a friend from high school, Vanessa Janssen. And uh, I was like, what is this? She says, it's an agency. I saw you and I thought, oh, my gosh, you'd be perfect for this. And I said, and then I said to her, what, what is, what do I do? What does this mean? And she says, you just model and make money. 
I said, okay, I like the second bitch. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and do it then. Um, and so we did a quick photo shoot and next day I was booked for my first job with True Love. And it just, ne- and then that's it. That's. And I mean, you were gracing covers of like um, magazine after magazine, publication after publication. You did a lot of uh, uh, TV adverts, right? Yes, I did. I did over 25 ads. You cleaned up. <laughs> you cleaned up. up. Models like you, we used, we used to say, no, this one, this one cleans up. Cause I mean, you take up all the, all the commercials. We knew that, um, if Felicity Shiba was there at the auditions, chances are she's going to get it. I think with the commercials, it was more, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you know, with commercials, they kind of like the girl next door. Kind you of. know girl next oh, door come on, come on. Uh, no but really listen, woman, I mean, that humility I'm, I'm not buying no, but seriously though think about it that's 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 the feedback that i got they like the girl next door kind of uh who can when then they put makeup on you then you kind of transform into there something is else nothing girl next door about you unbelievable let's move on i mean really i said Girl Next Door. Yeah. You can't put the name Felicity Shiva and Girl Next Door in one sentence. Girl, come on. Mm, okay, never mind. You know what? Let's let's move on. Mm. <laughs> so now, I love the name Shiva. Easy living. Because it says comfortable. Yes. Wearable designer clothing. Yes. Deliberate. Yes. Okay. Very. So the name just came about because you wanted for people to know that you wear, you design Clothing that any woman would actually Anyone just can wear comfortable. They're wearable. I want you to, yes, I want you to feel comfortable in my clothing, but still look beautiful and still feel sexy and, and still fashionable and fashionable and all those wonderful things and not feel restricted. And you know what I mean? So it, it is about making clothing that is just uh, simple, easy, beautiful that any woman can feel like, you know what? I can rock that. Mm. Yeah. And not feel intimidated because I mean, some of the designs out there, you feel like, I think I can wear it, but, um, but not really, not really. <laughs> yeah. And you're also worried yeah. about price as well yeah. because certain things they, they look like, mm, I yeah, don't yeah. think I can afford this. Yeah. So you're even scared to ask for, you know, for the price. And obviously people always say that if you have to ask for a price, then it means you that can't it afford it. Right? Can't afford it. <laughs> so now talking about that as a fellow designer, yeah. what is your opinion on the Makrosa by Laduma back- backlash regarding the pricing, particularly of his rugs. I saw that. I saw, I don't actually know how much the rugs are. 11,000. Really? 11,000. But bear in mind, Persian carpets, I mean, the, the, that's cheapest, it. Is that what everyone's cheapest, making a big deal about? Cheapest, uh, Persian rug is what? 15,000? Yes. So, I mean, uh, and I would buy a Makosa rug in a second. I would too. I mean, not only because I love La Duma, but yeah, but I, I mean, I look, I don't I, know La Duma and I just think his stuff is incredibly beautiful, but I would buy that rug. I mean, come on. I didn't, I actually didn't know how much they were going for, for yeah. people to make that much of a fuss. And I, to be honest with you, I, I, I think it's a bit ridiculous to, to say it's, it, it's too much. It, it, and it, it comes back to people asking for a discount on something that's already oh, I know you mm. know and I'm thinking you're not walking into a a European or American designer's place and asking for a discount yeah. stop asking for the discounts exactly 
you know. We, we, you, 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 I think by you, now you're referring to those uh, stores. I'm not going to mention names. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to mention free names free either. But branding. you go in there, you pay, and you get out. The Diamond Diamond Walk in Salton City. <laughs> We're talking those brands, European brands. Why is it so but, difficult for 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 South Africans to understand branding? The emphasis being target market and brand positioning. I say target market because his clientele. La Duma, that is. Yeah. Makosa, the yes. label. His clientele understands that mohair ain't cheap. You know that mohair right. exactly. ain't cheap. Exactly. And therefore, his designs won't be cheap. No. I mean, why are we bitter or bitchy when we can't afford something instead yeah. of using that as a motivation to work harder? Exactly. Exactly. I don't understand it either. So I, uh, I, I, I did retweet a couple of those tweets where people were like, really, there's, there was no need for the rent about these being too expensive, you know. Because I mean, as, as, as a designer, you, it, it, it can be an insult if I question why you charge a thousand two hundred for that beautiful kimono that yeah. you, that you're wearing. Um, and personally, I wouldn't do that, not only because I know I want to support you, yeah. not only because I've known you for forever. Yeah. Um, Plus, you're great but, in my stuff. But, so but hey. also, <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Oh, you're too kind. But also, I I appreciate your your talent and the amount it takes for and you to work. go and source. Absolutely, the efforts. Yeah. Let's say efforts. Efforts in me ending up wearing a Shiba Easy right. Living exactly label yeah. on my back. There's so much more that goes into it, you know, apart from the final product. And I think some people miss that step um, and think, oh, no, well, it's just a satin thing. It's not really. It's it's be, it's more than that. Yeah. It, it, I think that caliber of a person that would um, give La Duma a hard time about his costing model, um, they strike me as the very same person who would ask for a discount from a lady at the street corner at the market. or at the market or at the taxi rank right. who's selling apples it's, and it's, bananas. They, that's the kind, yeah. caliber of person yeah. that would go and ask for a discount from a woman that's there from seven in the morning yeah. selling fruits and vegetables till late but at night. But you still want a discount. It's the same person. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's my. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. That's with my you. story, and I'm wrong. sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when I mean we we've we've just um, said that we we never question you know the pricing of the Uber Lux uh, uh, European American brands, but we dare question Gen why an African designer. brand charges a particular amount for an item. It yeah. speaks very highly of the kind of person that the African person is, which is. Sad and pathetic, <laughs> right? So now, the label Shiba Golf. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a smart move. I mean, you enjoy playing. Yes, you enjoy watching the game. Yeah, I don't know how because I mean, I, I'm 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 a golf addict, but I can't sit, you there, can't sit and there and watch golf. I know, you like, know, a few people have said that to me that oh, I'll play, but I won't watch. I'll do both. No, yeah, on on TV maybe if I'm channel surfing and there happens to be you know a. a player that I'm absolutely obsessed with. I will walk with. all day. I know. <laughs> but 
but that's that's where I'm getting to. That you not only are you a, an an avid or an addict as a golfer, not only as a blogger, not only as someone who's passionate about the game. And I mean, you 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 are so knowledgeable about the game, which is why you have become the go-to person for a lot of radio and TV stations when there's big tournaments in yeah. the country. I mean, we're going to talk about you. I mean, you get flown. <laughs> this woman gets flown to the likes of Mauritius for <laughs> golf <laughs> tournaments. So you, 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 you would not be invited to such tournaments if you were not knowledgeable about the game. It helps. It helps. So, so I mean, th- this helped expose a gap in the in the market, you know, an opportunity for an astute and savvy fashion designer like you. Right. It really did. So, which is interesting because when I started playing, um, when was that, 14 years ago, um, the instinct was, ooh, golf wear. Wow, wouldn't that be great? But then I decided, you know what, actually, I'm not knowledgeable enough to start that. So I need to actually get into this game, play it, get to know what's going on before I can even venture that way. Um, and, and I think I have, you know, I've waited long enough and I thought, well, you know what, this is the time, this is the time to do it. I'm excited about it. I'm doing more about it. I'm blogging about it. Um, playing more. I'm spending a lot of time on the golf course and, uh, which means more golf gear to buy for me. And then I don't find anything I want to wear. Right. And then I have my fellow golf ladies complaining about what they have to buy. And uh, and so the question is, when are you doing this? And so it was time. Everything sort of, you know, timing. I think it was all about timing. Okay. So now <laughs> there are two things you never ask a woman. <laughs> Her salary. And you know, do you know what the second one is? Her age? Her handicap. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I can't resist. I'm going to ask you anyway. I mean, I, I know your handicap. I'm not going to blurt it out. <laughs> but I mean, what was your lowest in, in the 14 years that you've played golf? I want you to tell me if you can your lowest handicap where you felt, you know what? I have never played better than this. I know your time in Zim. Yes. You played at I least played a lot. three, four times, times a week, a week yeah. which is, um, it's, you know, some, some <laughs> people, some people have JOBs. You, you were, was, hey, you were playing golf. I was working. I was a stay at home mom. That was you know, a job some, and a half. Some of us have to work and you were just playing golf four times and, a week. It and, was a lot of golf. Yeah. So I mean, what, what was your lowest handicap and what, what has been the worst score you ever oh, recorded? And did you submit your cut? I did. I am a, I'm a, I submit my card. I, you know me. I'm known for submitting my cards and letting people know how badly I've played. But my lowest score was, uh, my lowest handicap was, um, 17. Okay. And that, uh, is because I played a lot in a space of six, seven months, seven months and the handicap dropped very fast. But then I moved, I moved to the US and I stopped playing for a good like four or five years. Uh, you know, having babies and also, Golf was expensive in the US, so that's kind of stopped for a while. And so the, the handicap sort of went away and the, so the rhythm stopped, you know, the, cause one, once you're in some kind of rhythm and something clicks, um, then the golf just becomes, 
beautiful and easy and well not easy you can golf is never easy mm. but you play better um and so <laughs> uh that was the lowest and i was playing at the time for the silver division and uh Bardell Brook um in zim which was great you know i was mashona land's most improved golfer at one point but uh i'm working on it i'm working on bringing it down again but you know the golf sometimes like clubs are not working in my bag <laughs> they're, they're refusing to work uh so it's a bit of a problem mm. i know i know, I know your favorite, favorite club is the 6 iron right my favorite club is the 6 iron mm. okay so now have you ever played so bad that you felt like abandoning play <laughs> i played with you <laughs> <laughs> was it, was that the evil worst? Canyon? That was my worst oh, score. Evil. That's why we yeah, call it evil, evil Canyon. Canyon. <laughs> that was my worst score. I think I shot like 115. I was like, this is not it. I'm never coming back here again. Uh, it's never going to happen again, Sonia. No, this is it. I give up golf. I give up. Okay, maybe not the golf, but I will not come back here again. I was 150. Remember that? That was that was like what three years ago? I, I, I three or four years ago? I shot 115, and I shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> no, but, no, 115 is. I mean, I know. E- 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 Evil Canyon oh. is called Evil Canyon for a reason, but 115. It was 115, girl. It was bad. No, it was bad. Oh, that day. Uh, you, it, but luckily, you didn't destroy a club because I know people who play so bad yeah, that they yeah. they destroy. Like, I know. Like, I don't have it, the manpower to destroy a club, but I've thrown my club. <laughs> I've thrown it. I've thrown it around the golf course a few times and. I get it. I get it when guys do that, when they throw them in the, I can't do loose and we can't throw them in the river like some people do in the lakes. But, um, that day, if I was going to throw a club or break a club, that was the day that, <laughs> and, and you, and you lost a lot of balls as oh well. I mean, I remember. God, how many balls did I lose? <laughs> I just, I, I'm sure, listen, we were playing, I'm sure it was <laughs> with Sondo, with, uh, who, and who, and Matthew, I'm sure Matthew thought, what is Sonia doing? Torture. Oh my gosh. Why did he, where, why where did, did she invite these where girls? Did she, where did she get these people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he, he still loves me with my flaws, you know, and my handicapped friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. But then we went back and we played and we, and we, 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 did. we kind of redeemed ourselves a little bit. A little bit. I think the next time I played it was like 102. I felt like 102. <laughs> Which is still bad. <laughs> Which is still bad, but it was better than that. 115. Yeah, yeah. So now, you, you, you're in denial, right? You don't want to call, you don't want to admit and use the title golf addict, but that's okay because I mean, I'm also an, an addict, but hey, at yeah. least I put it up. <laughs> I'm not in denial like you. No, but did you, you see know? how it says could be? Maybe. Could, maybe. Yeah, yes. exactly. But I, uh, I, th- I think I think you and I both know, um, and many people who know uh, what an avid golfer you are, people know that you are in a golf addict. But I mean, I must say, I was not surprised when you first mentioned this girl's golf diary concept. Yeah. Something which has been well received. Yeah. I mean, I was reading the great reviews that you've been getting from social media yeah. and, and actual YouTube, uh, YouTube comments as well. Yeah. You, been... You've done exceptionally well. It took me a long time to get there because I think... Um, because golf has been so restrictive for especially women and black women. Uh, so it was a bit of a, do I really want to venture into this? You know, um, 
can I venture into this? Uh, what will the perception be? And, and a few times I've met people and they are shocked at how much I know about golf. Like, oh, we didn't actually expect you to know that much, you know? And so the, and, and it's always interesting when that happens because, you know, but the, some of the, the reception from some of the golf people, the golf industry has been really, really great. You know, it's a uh, welcoming. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's been an interesting, something that I've wanted to do for, for a couple of years now. And I eventually just thought, you know what, actually, heck, let me just do it. <laughs> and so, you've never and, looked back. Uh, and then this girl's golf diary came up. Because I had, I thought to myself, I want to talk about this. I want to share this. I have so much content. I play all the time and it's really just, it's fun. I enjoy this. Um, and it was, it's interesting the people that followed and the people that, uh, you know, that keep following and giving me the thumbs up. That's, that's really cool. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Oh, look at me. I'm, can you see I'm blushing? I know I'm dark, but I'm sure you can see I'm blushing now. You know, I'm, and I'm messing up my mascara as well. So now you're also a columnist for Tea and Sandwiches. Yes. A publication for all things golf related. Yes. My question is a very important question. When are we starting a campaign that will force all courses to build toilets? On the course? All courses On the golf in the course? country to build <laughs> Toilets, you heard me. <laughs> and she's laughing, and she's a woman, and she needs a toilet just like I do when we play golf because we can't. Yeah, you do know, because the guys just go into the bush, exactly. Right? And the guys ladies, just go into the bush, and they come out, and, and everything happens, is hunky dory, and you kind of have to hold it until you get to the halfway house. Um, that's that's interesting. That's that's uh, interesting. But you know, everything is slow with regards to women and in the golf. Uh, industry. Everything is really, really slow. I mean, we're slowly getting invited to play on some golf courses eventually or be members. So toilets were never a thing to be considered for women. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do, you know, you always get shocked when you ask the caddy, is there a toilet in there? So, <laughs> and then they say, yeah, next hole. And you're like, wow, really? There's actually a toilet on the next hole? Yeah. I know. <laughs> that is such a sensitive subject. I know. Because I know, but I had to ask. So, I mean, you, one of your other titles amongst many is you're an uh, on-air sports commentator for major golf um, tournaments. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, you were invited to the Afri-Asia tournament in Mauritius. Why is it that? I mean, you, you, get, you, get, you, got, you get flown to Mauritius for seven days, all expenses paid, just to go and watch golf and mingle with like top players around the world. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, does it? No, that was actually fantastic. I mean, I, I, look, when Mauritius Tourism uh, contacted me, I was like, yes, 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 big yes. What am I dropping? (laughs) Oh, my. There's no question about it. Um, Because also, I watch the Afro Asia. I watched it. I watched it the year before. I tweeted about it and I was tweeting about it even before that, thinking, I'm like, I'm excited. The South African, um, Players, there's a whole bunch of them that go and play there. So it was exciting for me, um, to be able to actually go and walk and support some of the guys and get to talk to them. I spoke to Dylan Fritelli, I sp- 
spoke to uh, Louis Dieg. I've spoke to a few of them before, um, before some of their tee-offs. And so that was really, really fun uh, to do. And I got to play some of the most beautiful golf courses up there. You know. I know. <gasps> I know. I know. I'm. 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 I'm not going to start talking you about know, my experience because you know um, I had a negative but, experience. But uh, Mauritius, look, is it's a it's a golfer's paradise. I don't know if people go there with the intention of just playing golf, but that's what I would do. Because golf destinations are becoming very popular. Do you know what I mean? That's what I would do. Mm. I would book it with the intention of playing golf. <laughs> and then the beach is like secondhand. Exactly. And everything Later else is secondhand yeah. to, um, you know, just playing the golf courses. So now the other day, Wade Pretorius tweeted, Jack Nicholas doesn't follow a single person on Twitter. Is that <laughs> arrogant? He asked. Yes. Your response was, nope, he doesn't have to. Enlighten me, please. Does he have to really? Here's the thing. Do we have to follow the people that follow us on Twitter? Not necessarily. I mean, I, I have people that follow me and I look at their bio or a few of their tweets and uh, if they wrap me up the wrong way or if I feel that their views are not inclined to my views or if I feel we're not in the same WhatsApp group and they tweet nonsense or derogatory <laughs> yeah. comments yeah, yeah, every yeah. tweet oh, I'm not yeah, going I'm given. not going to follow back I mean, that's a given but i mean surely there is someone worth a follow like i mean he doesn't follow a single person we're talking about jack nicholas doesn't yeah. follow a single person so i'm thinking there's someone that tweets there's, there's always somebody worth a follow i mean let's look at paulo coelho yes donald trump Oh gosh, should we I not? Mean, Can we not? I know, I know, I know mentioning these two in one sentence is it's sacrilegious. Sacrilegious, right? I mean, the former being a great mind and the latter makes you question the average American state of mind. I, I, I could say I have a lot to say, <laughs> but my kids live there. So I'm I know like, <laughs> we're gonna get to it. Now. I know, and I, 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 I really just wanted to put you on the spot there because I mean I knew that uh, Donald Trump holds oh. a very special place in your heart, man, um, because of your love for Alabama. Oh. Um, you have a few hearts there. Yes, tell yes. me about that. My few hearts in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh. My baby, blushing mother. Yeah, yeah. My boys live there with their dad, and uh, it's home. You know, it was home for me for a little bit, so it's home. And it's uh, so this whole thing, obviously, with America and Donald Trump is a bit frustrating. And I've had conversations with my kids about that. You know, my ten-year-old doesn't quite comprehend, but the older boys do. You know, the older kids do. So. And we've had some interesting conversations and I'm just happy to know that my kids are conscious black boys growing up in South America, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I'm doing that job from a distance <laughs> really well, keeping them conscious about who they are, where they are, you know, and all of that and where they come from. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pity that they've had to live in, I said it's a pity they've had to live in America in the time of Trump. I would mm. rather they lived in America in the time of Obama, which we did for a bit. So, but they were not old enough to grasp the magnitude of 
developing in the U.S. during Obama's campaign and all of that stuff. Did you influence them? Because I know they all love football. As in soccer. Because okay, I know wow. American football is yeah, different to I know, to soccer, to so- yeah. our soccer. Uh, no, I had nothing to do with the soccer. It's all their dad. He's a huge soccer fan who is a basketball coach. So it's it's a bit of a, uh, you know, but they all play soccer. Everything, and they are obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. That house is obsessed with soccer. I know so much about soccer that people don't know I know about so much because of mm, growing up with boys in an environment who, who who just are obsessed about everything soccer. And you know the offside rule, obviously. I know. I played a bit of soccer in high school, yeah, so I know I, the rules. No, because I know, you know, the old joke is always <laughs> that, jeez, um, how many times do I have to explain the offside rule to my woman? <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm one of those ones you don't have to explain much sports to. Uh, but soccer is a big, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I just asked just two days ago, I'm talking to my 10 year old. Hey, listen, guy. So what you're going to, I just throw it out there sometimes. So what you're going to do when you grow up? Says soccer player. I was like, wow. <laughs> you too. <laughs> you too. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you manage? Um, I mean, it, it must be very difficult for you. I mean, not only are they thousands of kilometers away, but the time difference as well. How do you juggle that? I mean, you probably need to wake up at odd hours to be able to communicate with them yeah. because when they're sleeping, we awake. Yeah, vice, seven, vice hours, seven hours. Yeah. So I get excited when the daylight saving uh, time goes down to seven hours from eight. <laughs> I do a whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get to FaceTime at two instead of four yes. or three, uh, you know, but we do it every day. Yeah. Uh, I love that. We do it every day. The, there's no day that goes by. If it, if it does, it's because they're traveling to a so- soccer tournament somewhere. Um, but it's an everyday thing. You know, I, I, uh, they fight on FaceTime and I have to, Stop fights via FaceTime. I do reading via FaceTime. You know, um, I choose garments for dances over, I mean, outfits for dances over FaceTime. <laughs> so yeah, it's an everyday thing. I mean, the choice, I made the choice. I made the choice for them to go and live with their dad. And, uh, it was a tough decision to make, but a good decision overall. So we, we're making it work. Do you think it was easy, it easier uh, for them to be away from you considering they're boys and they're with their dad and therefore it's all about testosterone in one household? Um, I don't know if it's, it was easy. Yeah. They're also such mama's boys. No, so, of course I know because I've got two I mean? boys. Yeah, hence, yeah, yeah. hence I so, did the inverted yeah, commas. Yeah. I don't know what it would have been like if it had been my daughter uh or if they were girls but i am happy that it's uh it's a bunch of boys and it is a man's house it's a boy's yeah. house and they do a they lot of sports in the house and um it's a nice it's a nice energy to watch happen between them and their and their dad and then when they're with me they it's all cuddles and hugs and kisses and i'm not there if you fall oh you're gonna be good you're good you're good you're good give me a high five i'm on some come here let me give you a hug let me give you a kiss where do i where does it hurt so and they know the difference no, I know, I know cl- boys are very yeah. close to their mom. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you know, because you got boys. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and man, you're old yeah. particularly. I mean, he tells me like yeah. 10 times a day how, how much he loves me. me and gives yeah, me well, I get WhatsApps every day, every day, every single day. I love, I love you. Oh. And uh, so, yeah, you know, mornings we, we FaceTime while they have breakfast and brush their teeth before school and then after school. And, you know, we stay on top of it. 
and then see each other every six months or every summer and Christmas holidays. And they get a nice uh, three-month uh, summer they break, right? They get a right? nice three-month summer break, yeah. which is uh, it's actually two and a half months, but so that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you, well, mm. I'm going to read out a few names, and you need to give me the first word that comes to mind. No ifs, no buts. Are you ready? Okay. Louis Wurst Hazen. One word. Nice. <laughs> wow, the lady next door is nice. And she just said, Louis Wurstazen is nice. Wow. No, okay. I mean, he seems like, <laughs> look, no, I actually, funny, I haven't met him, but okay. he really seems like if I came up to him, he would be really nice to me. Okay. So I don't know. I'd, Maybe be, he I'd be offended if you mentioned nice after oh, my name come is mentioned. On. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> like I said, the lady next door is nice. Okay, moving along. Stacy Bregman. Strong. Tiger Woods. Ooh, she's melting now. Ooh, look at it. Ooh, do you want water? Do you want water? <laughs> I asked you for one word. Tiger Woods. She's speechless. One word. Epic. Hmm, I knew that. I, that was so predictable. <laughs> Full Mickelson. Oh, lefty. Is that all? Lefty? <laughs> we know he's a lefty. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, okay. Uh, okay. Let's America's move on. sweetheart. America, I don't know. I know America's sweetheart is two words, but anyway, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you, you, you've been influenced by the American culture. I, that's and, true, and, right? And, 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 and most I mean, Americans don't know how to speak English. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> James Kamte. She's speechless. No, we Fire. Hmm, okay. All right. So now. You have an opportunity, a lifetime opportunity to pick three players to make up your four ball. Any player in the world and which golf course anywhere in the world. Wow. Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Obviously. No bootleg Lamini. Okay. Do they have to be professional golfers? Um, no, no. But, but they need to be able to play to keep up with Tiger Woods. Michael Phelps. Hmm. Okay. And where are you playing? Wow. That's a good one. Augusta. Okay. Obviously. Because you just watch the No, no, masters. really. Is it no, because really, of the Masters? Though. Yeah. No, but really. Really. Augusta. Not St. Andrews. I know what someone would say. Saint Andrews. No. Augusta. Okay, Felicity, Shiba, Miss Easy Living, Miss Shiba Golf, Miss All Things Fabulosity. Thank you so much. For oh my goodness, this has been so much fun. I know. You're amazing. Uh, uh, oh, you no, really you are. Ah, oh, stop it. Stop it. I like it. Oh, it t- <laughs> give me another compliment. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need them. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. This was really good. No, oh, before you go, now that your kimono has flown off of your shoulders, uh, tell me, how many tattoos do you have? Oh, 12. And, you, and you're still planning on getting more? Yes. So you have 12? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for spending your time with me here on the Opinion Booth. Thank you for having me. And stay fabulous. And stay young. 
and you know keep doing what you're doing to stay youthful and i i mean people I still can't believe you age. It's it's ridiculous. I won't I won't, ma- I won't mention your age because I mean the people not, know it's, it's, the it's people know it's not important. No, but it's I mean not your, important. your age and your face don't match. I mean you put you would put a lot of teenagers to shame. Yeah, my daughter wouldn't agree. <laughs> oh, and your daughter's gorgeous, Maxine. Wow. Oh, she Kids is. Are like, she, she's old. Nah, she is. She is. She is a knockout. Aww. She is a knockout. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Thank you. So now allow me to share the following by C. Joy Bell C. And I mean, you influence what I'm about to read because you strike me as being on that path or on that journey. And at Peace, because your aura exudes what I'm about to read. The older we get, the more picky we become about the expenditure of our energies. The older we become, the more we ask ourselves, is this person worth the energy, the time? And is a situation worth this kind of energy and time? We become choosy about who and what we spend energy on. We allow ourselves to be freed from the people and the things that simply don't deserve our life force. The older we get, the more we realize how precious our life force is and how much we are to guard it and keep ourselves wrapped inside the kind of energies that serve our purpose. That was C. Joy Bell C. If you don't know C. Joy Bell C, then Lord have mercy. Aspire to inspire before wow. you expire. This is cliffcentral.com.